going in the deep web was part of my job. Please, if you are a sensitive person, do not continue. As a member of a cyber intel unit for a private company, I was assigned with various tasks that included weapons, drugs, and malware trade. The biggest part of the deep web belongs to the drug trade. Some resources are widely known, for example, the Silk Road, while other dark market platforms are known only to an exclusive, limited amount of people and have very strict access policies. Some of the darkest corners of the dark web are run by pedophiles. They have some of the biggest forums where they exchange pictures, videos, and advice. I once had a project to investigate the scale of pedophilia and its marketplace in a specific region. Using social engineering, I was able to obtain access to a secret forum with very serious access restrictions. It took me two months before I was able to get in, and I was shocked when I started to research its activity. It was extremely hard for me to go through all that material and read very graphic instructions and descriptions. Just as a note, I have been in the Ukrainian military for more than seven years. I have seen some disturbing things during our revolution, and yet, I was shocked with the many things that I saw. One example, someone posted a picture of his daughter with substance all over her face. Then he asked, My daughter is now eight years old. Before, I was practicing only oral. Can I start practicing vaginal sex? Or should I wait a couple more years? I have also come across very vile families where both mother and father engaged in sexual activities with their own children, filmed it, and then sold the video. Some people were posting instructions about kidnapping and keeping children as sex slaves. There were several instructions on how to dispose of used materials. After completing this project, I asked my supervisor never to assign me to a case of this nature ever again. I can only imagine how stressful it is for law enforcement officers to work in child-related departments. Weapon trade is quite common in the dark web, but not as common as drug or malware trade. Also, such weapons are very limited in amount. Usually, not more than three to five samples per purchase. But chances are that you will find some big arms dealer if you look hard enough. Sometimes, you'll even find some interesting things. Do you need to get a fake driver's license for the United States or Canada? Not a problem. If you know where to look, 
know where to find the right places. You can buy pretty much anything and everything. Whether you are lucky to buy a citizenship, companies for money laundering, guns, explosives, or porn materials of any sorts. The dark web has transformed itself into an international black market with its disgusting reaches felt worldwide. And I'm not, and I'm just. <sighs> <laughs> and then I'm talking. <laughs> no, wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom. Shut down. Now you just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FY, there's nothing wrong. Get an authentic reaction anymore. God damn it, dude. Fuck all right, man. welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria, and sitting to my left is my brother Josh. Hey. And sitting directly in front of me is Achi. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the dark web. Uh, this one's... Uh, it, it took a lot of guts for me to want to talk about this subject, only because... I think the inspiration with this episode really came from the movie that just came out recently, the Unfriended Dark Web one. Oh, that is why you wanted to talk about this yeah. episode. I, I watched it with my girlfriend, our homie Chewy, and este, my girlfriend's homie. And so we, we all watched it. After after watching that movie, I got so paranoid about every fucking little thing. Was the movie any good? It's It's a low-budget film. It's good for what it is, for what they're trying to come across. I was like, so it's a no? <laughs> so if you're, if you're coming at it from a, like a cinematography kind of standpoint, like someone who enjoys watching movies, it's a horrible fucking movie. It's the worst fucking movie in the world. But you're just if you're just talking about, you know, the whole premise of what the dark web is, I think they, they hit it spot on. The whole movie just took place from a webcam point of view. Like it wasn't like, Meaning, like, really? Yeah, the the whole film was just the webcam of the main character and the main character's friends all like being part of this plot. So, but yeah, I, I became so fucking paranoid after watching that movie. It was so intense, and like, I was just like, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to put tape on all my freaking shit. I don't want people to hear me. It was just, it was just creepy as fuck. And then that intro that you guys heard—that is actually. A former military officer, oh, he was a revolutionary and he was an immigrant uh, from the Ukrainian named Vladislav uh, Antonov. And that was his answer for a question someone asked online. The question was, have you ever gone to the dark web? If so, why? And what did you see? And that's what he said. That's what he ended up finding because he was a police officer. And you heard that he ended up finding all these other things, all these you know, different, all this Wait, disgusting Wait, so he responded shit. to that. He responded That's to that question. The actual question. Okay. Damn. Was holy a, shit. He responded that to that question. That was a major response, and then, bro. And um, then I'm gonna put that. Um, I'm gonna put that link on our show in our, in our web show notes, so you guys can see because he actually put pictures along with the shit he found because he's oh, a police shit. officer. Yeah. Yeah. It. That's um. Crazy. His. 
the article, I mean, his answer is a little broken. It's a broken English. Oh, okay. Because he's from Ukrainian. Yes. From the Ukraine or whatever. Not over whatever, but he was from the Ukraine. And um, so one of the things when Achi, when you brought up this episode, yeah, you probably want to do an episode on the dark web. Me, probably like a lot of our lis- a lot of our listeners, maybe confuse it with the deep web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I didn't know that there's such of a difference, but um, yeah, it's, there's a huge fucking difference. Too. Yeah. So, I wanted to start off the episode with distinguishing the difference between the dark web. And the deep web. So first, I want to start off with the surface web. So the surface web is part of the internet you we're all too familiar with. The surface web is anything that can be found by a typical search engine like Google, Yahoo, Bing, etc., etc. Search engines heavily rely on pages with different links to news articles and pages to find and identify content. But through this technique of jumping from link to link, you miss a lot of content. And that's where the deep web comes in. So the deep web is anything that a search engine cannot find and is at least four to 500 times the size of the surface web. And it is always growing. So for example, let's say you're trying to find the price of a hotel in one of, you know, let's say you're traveling to North Dakota. And you're trying to find the price of a hotel on a travel site. But here's the catch. You can only use that certain website that you're on by using links. You can't use a search box and you have to guide through the website like you're using Google. After a few minutes, you should probably figure out that you ain't finding dick like this. The results from a search box is a perfect example of deep web content. Most of the content located in the deep web exists inside websites that require a search and is nowhere near as scary as we might have thought it to be. But if you want to start wilding, then we got to start talking about the dark web. So for the slow ones in the back, I'm looking at you, Achi. The surface web... (laughs) He called you a dummy. The surface web is anything that a search engine can't find and the deep web is any is anything that a search engine can't access so the dark web then is a very small portion of the deep web that has been intentionally hidden and is inaccessible through your standard web browser how hidden is it bro tell me it's really hidden (laughs) it's deep in there so the majority of the shit when we think of when we hear the word dark web is found on the Tor network. Tor, T-O-R, the Onion Router. Initially, a worldwide network of servers developed with the U.S. Navy that allowed people to browse the internet anonymously. Now, it's a nonprofit organization. But wait, the, wait, wait. So the origin came? Yeah. It's a military. The military force, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll talk crazy. a little bit more about that. And I'm just going to talk a little more in yeah. depth about that oh, in, in a Shut bit. the fuck up, Moses. Stop talking about it, bro. Not an but the Tor Network, Give a little tease. it hides your identity by moving your traffic across different Tor servers and encrypting that traffic so that it can't be traced back to you. So basically, it just keeps you anonymous. To right. access this, all you just need to do is just download the Tor browser. That's all you need to do. Just download it. 
Everything you do goes through this network, but since your data does go through a lot of relays, your internet is going to be slow as dick. So the Tor is really useful outside of the confines, of which I'll get to in a bit. It's for anyone who wants to keep their internet activities out of the hands of like advertisers, ISPs, and also to stay hidden if, let's say, you're living under a dictatorship or a journalist in an oppressive country. Tor is one of the easiest ways to keep out of prying eyes, and it's free. Looking back at it, if I would have known this on my Xbox Live days and the original Xbox, you remember how I told you my account got hacked? My actual account got hacked, bro, and I'm assuming... I mean, I mean, the dark web. I don't look like I told you about it. So I had multiple accounts, right? Yeah, so yeah. I had so I had a main account, right? And then I had other accounts that I played with, right? And one day I um I signed into my account, and then I got signed out. So, uh, again, this was original Xbox, right? Halo Two days, and it signs me out. Someone else has signed in into into your account. Right. Back then, you couldn't share these accounts with other people. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So I signed into my other account, and I added myself. Right. And myself accepted the friend request, my other account, my main yeah, account. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, who the fuck is this guy? So I sent him a party invite, and he joins my party invite. So I pretend I'm a friend of that account. And I was asking, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I was like, look, dude, I'm the actual owner of that. I mean, I was 12. Yeah. So look, man, this is my account. Like... Kind of have it back again. This is this is hours of grinding, you know, Team Slayer, yeah. and where, where where like levels actually matter at a certain Just point. Just like, hey, hey, fuck off. Yeah. So <laughs> this shit makes me laugh because I was so good. But he was like, he was like, he's like, all right, my bad, my bad. Just sign out, sign back in, and then you'll get your account back. He he didn't sound sarcastic. He, he like he's it was a genuine. All right, my bad, dude. Sorry for fucking with you. Just sign out, sign back in, and you could access your account. And I, I did it, right? And I, I couldn't sign on anymore. <laughs> I couldn't. Kidding, I couldn't. So, so that was the first and luckily the only time um, I've been hacked. And it's crazy to, I mean, back then it wasn't it wasn't this, like, easy to, because uh, I'm assuming that, I mean. I, I mean, it probably, was, it probably was as easy. It's, we just weren't as internet savvy as we yeah, are. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But it's crazy now that. If I would have known about this, or if that existed back then, I could have used Tor, and they would have not. Wait, what year was that? 2011. I was 12. No. No. Two, 2011, I graduated from, from high, high school. school. Yeah. Shit. So, so I was 12, bro. Six, so this seven. Was, yeah. yeah. Not seven. It, it was probably five or six. 2005 yeah. or six. Tor was alive there. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, fucking A, bro. <laughs> I was so bummed out, man. All the grinding, all hey, the hard work, in. bro. <laughs> I'm this like, this is in the background, like, this dude, fuck me. But, I mean, I was scared because it was my, my dad's credit card number assigned to that Yeah, I, I remember that. So that's why I was oh. I was shitting. And and I remember I will ask my dad, like. Please tell me he closed that shit. Like, fuck this guy. No, no, no. I, I mean, I talked to my dad if, like, there's any, like, weird activities on his yeah. account. And he was like, no, why? Did you buy something? I'm like, no. So he checked his, his statements and shit. No, nothing. And nothing happened. So luckily, he he didn't have access to to that information. Uh, yeah, to to that personal information. Luckily, Damn. but he took my uh, 
my years of uh, <laughs> of grinding out for Team Slayer. Maybe and a 12-year-old. Carry on, Moses. My bad. My bad. Yeah. But Tor is not just about browsing anonymously. Tor can also host websites through its hidden services that are only accessible by other Tor users. It's where the service site, The Silk Road, which my brother's going to talk about later, oh, yeah. existed to traffic drugs. So through Tor, you can visit the portion of the internet most widely known for illicit activities because of the anonymity of Tor. So all in all, the dark web is just a small portion of the deep web. And so we're already giving you all this jargon. So before I even tell you more about what the dark web actually is, I want to start off with why the dark web even started. And Josh actually talked about a really, really important point. And so, you know, I'll give you an example as well. I've never been a person really to, you know, give out my private life to be open about my private life, my private life, at least not at first. When I first started to use the internet, I was pretty open with my information. Being on the internet, I remember back in high school, uh, when MySpace was this big thing, I would do anything and everything to make my profile look sick as fuck. I would put some dope-ass metal uh, music and then some freaking wallpaper as a band art album art in the background. And I would make a music player that would shuffle through my plays of top death metal, grindcore, deathcore music. And, you know, later I would find a code to hide the music player so that the people who are viewing it would have no other choice but to actually listen to the music. And, of course, I would post up the top eight of the dopest human beings I know and obviously wanted to rest rest of the world to know as well. Again, I wasn't really worried about my privacy and, you know, figured, pff, I mean, why would anyone want to see my photos and shit? I mean, were they going to gain anything from it anyways? Then something fucking weird happened. There was an influx of friends of mine on MySpace getting hacked and creating fake profiles of them. And then people will be disguised as these friends, but with different names and obviously be from different hometowns where they grew up in. But anyways, it only started there. I started realizing that when I would type in my name in Google Images, my profile picture would come out as one of the top results. I freaked the fuck out after that. I didn't realize until then how you know public my life was online. I mean, that was years ago when the internet was still fairly new. And I'm sure that now there's so much junk on the internet that I'm sure things have really changed. But it's crazy how much is stored on there that if someone really wanted to, they can go back at any point in time with the right search engine or a search device. Because like before the internet was so small, it was so new that if you post something and it has your information locked in, put it on Google, it's going to pop out immediately. Yeah. So then people would just, they would just use that account and just like hack it and just freaking do whatever the fuck they want with it, which is probably the case why it happened to you too during the Halo days because it was in its infancy. Yeah, so, yeah. so people were still trying to know the bugs, know like what things work, how could we could better make our inner life private and whatnot. Yeah, but this is crazy because this is, you know, you're dealing with Microsoft, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So so I would assume, I mean, again, Xbox was Xbox Live was still a new content uh, at the time, but... And then remember, we all, and then remember every, you could look up people's information through the MLG site. You could look, you could put in someone's gamer tag and you could, you know... Yeah, 
True. So you're able yeah. to find that person uh-huh. pretty easily. So, and especially if, 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 let's say, whoever hacked you, they probably played a few times with you and able just to grab your IP address or something and just go yeah. from yeah, there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, maybe I whooped his ass. He was like, fuck this, dude. Fuck this guy. I'm, I'm stealing his account. His account. Looks like a dope-ass shit. I'll take that shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I would get booted sometimes, man. Especially by Chewy, man. I'll join a custom game. <laughs> I, would, t- I told yeah, you stories, yeah. right? He just uh, every time he would, he would, you would like join in, he would like kick you out. Which, yeah, we'll play yeah. for like like two minutes. You know, I fucking quad shot his ass, right? Like he'll get the first two shots. I'll turn around and I just quad shot him. He's like, what? Cuts off and then, sorry, you've been booted. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's insane. But, but, but yeah, it's crazy, dude. It, it's crazy. It, things have changed so much. But let's talk about what the dark web actually is Tell now. Tell me more, bro. Tell okay, me so, more. So the dark web is essentially a dark cave in the internet that can't really be traced back to or tracked down. The dark web's major premise is to keep internet users as anonymous as possible. Keep in mind that if the FBI or the CIA wanted to, they can track down every statement that you made online, every post that has been you know, uploaded, any pictures, videos, so on and so forth. And bring them back to you as evidence if those same organizations want to charge you with something. Shout out to my FBI agent who's looking uh, looking closely at our podcast yeah. right now. But low key, <laughs> low key, there's a video of me cross dressing, bro. Fuck. Hey, it's gonna come that back to out you. there, bro. It's gonna come back Fuck. to you, and, I, and then even more so because you mentioned it now. Because I, I did, I did. Fuck, it. fuck G-G. yeah, I'm down rewatching, dude. But even then, you want to watch it, even if you did post it doesn't necessarily mean that it belongs to you that's true to be honest there's no such thing as privacy on the internet that does not exist this is why when leaks happen it's this huge ordeal because even if you delete the original who's to say that someone didn't copy it for themselves or just save it yeah Mm -hmm. just use it on a different site or a web like think of it as like you know when pictures leak from celebrities and shit They they always like go ham like oh I want you guys to delete it from the blah 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 blah. Well, like it's nope. too late. a million people have already it's have too already late. saved their screenshots too now. Unless it's you just... constantly have someone just deleting and deleting and deleting, but it's an endless chain. It's never gonna end. Yeah, yeah. So now that Crazy. I scared most of you guys shitless and y'all thinking about like oh shit I gotta delete that fucking photo There's right no now. Point. There's no point. Got to delete those nudes, those fucking dick pics. No, send them more. Send them out more. Now you understand the reason for wanting to have privacy online. By the early 1990s, the internet has globally transformed the way humans communicate with one another. Instant communication has been invented and we became the world of now. However, as I mentioned before, this posed a problem for a percentage of people. And they didn't want others to know that what was being talked about, you know, what they talked about online actually existed. Mid-1990s, the government was one of them who wanted to track down what these people were saying. And Moses already mentioned earlier, but the United States Navy gathered a group of mathematicians and computer scientists called the Naval Research Laboratory, or NRL for short. So they could find such a way to keep matters private. Long story short, they were able to create a system that allowed the two-way communication to happen anonymously for the content of the information nor the destination of the source can be traced back to its origin. They actually did it. They invented privacy over the internet, right? Well, not necessarily. I want you guys to think of this scenario. 
Let's say that the CIA didn't like us, the Weird History and Podcast Gang. They didn't like us for whatever reason. Probably don't right now. Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah. So I want you guys to think of the scenario, okay? They don't like us, and they want to censor our content, but instead of wanting to simply just shut down our site, they want to off us from existence. Let's pretend the CIA's way of kind of quote-unquote hiding the identity is by wearing all black suits and black shades, almost like the men in black. Nice. If they're the only ones in the world, hypothetically, they're the only ones in the world where they wear this kind of men in black attire, and y'all see these people in public, we're going to know that those fuckers are the CIA agents because of their quote-unquote camouflage or lack thereof. Yeah. This was the dilemma that the NRL had. If the NRL wanted to spy on someone over the internet, others would know because when an anonymous site came into contact people already know oh pfft, that's nrl of course they're the only ones that are hidden they're the only ones that have this technology who's this fucking anonymous site oh pfft, yeah it's an nrl they're freaking spy on us so what they you know what did they do they created more privacy over the internet they opened up this technology to the public and called it what moses already mentioned the onion router or tor for short by doing this Everyone had the ability to be anonymous on the website. So if someone was stalking you over the internet and found that you know it was an anonymous anonymous user, you wouldn't know if it was the NRL or some regular user online. So there's no point in wearing a mask if you're the only yeah. one wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck, bro. You how... said that well, dude. Holy shit. Say it again, bro. That just, was deep. Just, that just, was deep. just fucking reiterate what you just said, bro. It was beautiful. Quote unquote. That was uh from. What is the dark web? That wasn't you then? No. Oh my gosh. You're fucking. He, he said trash, it perfectly, dude. Bro. He said it perfectly. There's oh, no point in wearing a mask if you're fuck. the only one wearing it. Bro, that was that was deep, bro. I was gonna write that was gonna be my new fucking uh, my new bio, bro, on Instagram. Damn. So considering that the deep web, like I mentioned earlier, is about Five hundred times bigger than the entirety of the visible clear net. It's guessed that the deep web makes up about ninety nine point ninety seven percent of the entire internet database. Let that sink in. Wait, wait, wait. So the deep web. Makes up of ninety nine point ninety seven surface the things that we the we know average Joes can access Google Yahoo is point three percent of the internet percent not even one not even one not even not even one percent just somehow have a miracle roundup nope nope and just be like that is the roundup the point three point three damn that's 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 crazy so so to paint a better picture my bad. Imagine the internet is shaped like an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is the internet most of us use, and it's accessible through search engines, like I mentioned earlier, Yahoo, Google, Bing, things of that nature, and is home to websites like Ancient Origins, Pornhub, and MySpace. The the part of the iceberg that can't be seen unless you, you go underwater is the deep web. So the tip of the iceberg... Okay. Is the surface web. The deep web is part of the iceberg that's underwater. Mm-hmm. And it can only be accessed through deep diving. And this is the home to things like academic databases, medical records, 
financial records, legal documents, and some scientific reports. That's what the deep web is mainly made out of. Those deep are the things. Web. That's that's the thing you can't really look up. You can't go on Google and look up your medical records. Uh, okay, that's okay, the okay. deep web. That's deep web. You can't go online and look at Achi's academia records. That's deep web. Deep web doesn't necessarily mean evil. It just means things you can't literally just go on Google and type up. So it's hidden. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then we dive deep all the way down. How to deep, the, bro? How deep? Deep. How deep? Deep to the submerged peak of the iceberg. And in this case, that's the dark web. And, <laughs> and much like when you're trying to reach the bottom of a deep submerged iceberg, you need special tools to do so. And it goes the same for the dark web. So considering the majority of the internet is practically unmaneuverable, that makes it a perfect hotspot for some of the most vile human, be- human beings to carve out their own twisted websites for like-minded weirdos. And some of those websites are... Number one, the Hidden Wiki. Okay, this is not really one of those websites, but the hidden wiki is basically your directory on traveling this disgusting illegal mall of pedophiles and druggies. Its purpose is to basically help you navigate through the deep web, and its main page is a directory to a lot of these disturbing sites. So this site is handy for you rookies trying to take a crack at the dark web without accidentally clicking on child porn because when you go online the dark web there's some ridiculous website names some there could be a child porn sign called red marker you're not gonna know so you're like oh let me click on it oh shit you're watching child porn so the the hidden wiki is basically a directory to make sure you don't go into any of these websites the name of the website like a short description or some shit like that yeah Yeah, that's what it is don't do it and then (laughs) there's one don't do it don't do it and then another website, The Human Experiment. So imagine if Victor Frankenstein had access to the internet when he was creating his monster and then decided to create his own website. This would be that website. The Human Experiment is a site detailing not-so-ethical experiments made by a group of anonymous doctors and medical students hoping to prove As their stupid-ass tagline suggests, not all humans are equal, for some of them were born superior to others. Hmm. So they think, obviously, for them, some people are worth more than others just because of the way their body makeup is is built. So remember back during MySpace, we had a section called My About Me? Right, right. Where everyone, you, you know, where you just write your stupid bullshit? This is theirs. This is what they go on to say. In this website, we attempt to illustrate several experiments that are being conducted by a group on human subjects. The people chosen for this range of experiments are usually homeless people that are unregistered citizens. Experimentations range from starvation and water fluid restriction, vivisection pain tolerances, infectious diseases and odin effects, transfusions, drug trials, sterilization, and infant tolerances to x-rays, heat, and pressure. Laboratory examinations, which range from full blood counts, urinalysis, chemistries, etc., etc., are done at hospitals where we take the samples and place them under other real patients' names. 
The results are carefully dispersed as not to arouse suspicion. The bodies of the dead are dissected and then disposed in dumpsters of meat shops where their bodies will not be found. What the fuck? That is their description. That's what you like find that? on that? That's what, like they, that. that's what they promote on the site. About me. That's their about me. That, that's just the intro. Fuck. That's, kind of fucked up even though they admit to provide food and water to the subjects they also admit in that same sentence that they don't really care about their nutritional status as the patients never survived long enough for any of that to matter yeah we feed them we give them water but the experiments we made we put on them they don't they don't last for more than a few hours so it doesn't matter if they're hungry or not for Website number three, Daisy's Destruction. There are some weird, disturbing numbers being thrown around about dark web users. One of those alarming numbers is that 80% of visitors are there for the abuse of children. 80% of the dark web users are there for the abuse of children. And that's not a rough guesstimate either. What? That number was provided as a result of a six-month study by England's University of Portsmouth. There have been few arrests stemming from these dark websites. And two arrests, two of the most horrific arrests happened a few years ago that showed a spotlight to the deep, 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 deepest depths of human depravity. So I'm going to give you guys a little warning. Things might get a little graphic. Uh, Do I walk out now or? Peter Scully, he was a 51-year-old. He is a 51-year-old Australian native currently awaiting trial in the Philippines for rape, torture, murder, and fraud. Hold on. This is happening now. He's in jail right now. Before his arrest, Scully ran an international pay-per-view site in which he and his female partner, Carmen Ann Alvarez, raped and tortured at least eight young girls, including one infant. The site featured a series of videos titled Daisy's Destruction, and people paid hundreds of dollars to watch them. Eventually, he was caught after two potential victims escaped and were able to identify Alvarez. Alvarez then confessed and revealed the locations of the houses in which the rapes took place. Houses. Houses. Plural. Plural. Fuck. Beneath one of the houses, authorities unearthed a shallow grave containing the body of a small girl who, according to Alvarez, was featured in Daisy's destruction. Scully was detained shortly after this confession and is currently in the process of writing a tell-all journal of his crimes. If convicted, Scully will only face a life sentence. Just one. Just one life sentence. Damn. 
And 60 Minutes did an interview on Peter Scully. Oh, the 60 Minutes? 60 Minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of... The, and the lady who who's the host of the show, she's sitting across from Peter Scully, from where I am to Achi, and she's asking him questions. He has no remorse for what he did. He's talking to her stone-faced. And when she's bringing up the things that he did, when she when she brings up this infant girl, he just looks at her straight in the face and he goes, I'm not going to answer that. Next question. He starts getting angry at her because she's prodding at him. And he's like, are you done? Are you done? If not, we're done. And she's like, no, we're not done. He's like, well, I'm done talking. She's like, well, I'm not. And she keeps berating him, berating him. Credit to her, dude. She has balls. This is just sitting across from her just nonchalantly going, yeah, and he's an Aussie. No, you know? no, he's, no he's handcuffs not, or anything? Yeah, he's handcuffed. He has okay. orange jumpsuit. And you can see behind her, it's armed guard. Okay. It looks like they're interviewing him in a house, but it could be just like a Philippine prison. Uh-huh. So, you know you know what I mean? But, dude, she's sitting directly. And then the whole show is about them looking for Peter Scully. And you could watch it online. It's like a five-parter on YouTube. Yeah. You could. It's And not it, once did she lose her. She's angry, dude. She, yeah. You can tell she's angry, but yeah. she's. That media training, bro. That media training. You Composure, could, bro. You could tell, Fuck. like, she's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. But she has balls, dude. Uh, that you could tell she's restraining herself when he's trying to be like, well, I'm done. I'm done talking. She's like, I'm not. It's like, how I'm do, not. How do you feel clean that girl? Get at me, bro. Go. Like that. Dude. She would ask questions like that. Damn. Yeah. It's ballsy, dude. And, and Daisy's destruction, that's one of many, many Sites that they call There's red rooms. That. Yeah. There's like Archie mentioned, like why Archie mentioned it out. Uh, he, well, he mentioned it before the show started. There's many red rooms. And one yeah. of there's some where you could just watch people get tortured mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? Like a couple of weeks ago, we were watching some dark web videos. A red room came up and it was some chick that was stuck in the room awaiting whatever torture was going to happen to her. But you could clearly see that the the room that she was in, the door that was available there was barricaded. I'm guessing that she was the one that barricaded it. And in the meantime, she was like on the floor just writing something on, on a cardboard. And she faced it up to the camera because she re- did realize that in the corner of the room there was a camera there. And it the, the, uh, the board or whatever that it said, I'm held hostage against my will. Please come and save me. And then right after she like pointed it up to the camera, you can see in the back that someone was trying to open the door. And there's no noise, right? It's a no, silent video. It was, it was a silent video. Fuck. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Man, just... And then there's, <clears throat> I was gonna talk about a different one of the other arrests. Yeah. But it's a little too graphic, and I didn't want to get into it. But basically, it's this missionary. Well, that's the one you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I didn't want to go too into it. No, I just it's not. I just don't want to talk about shit like that. Yeah, it didn't feel. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it, it's not right. Yeah, yeah like, it was, and I didn't want to go into details, but he basically was his missionary, and he had his own dark website, and he was a missionary, so he ran his own dark website, and in that website he had pictures and videos, and he raped over 200 children, and put it online, videos, pictures put instruction guides on how to get a job oh, like his. Fuck. He had a diary. He had a how-to book, how to get away with things. And he ended up getting caught. He, I think he got caught around the same time as Scully. Okay. And he ended up, and it took, when they arrested him, it took, I, th- I think it said two months 
for them to decrypt his laptop. It was heavily encrypted. Took him that long to open his website. Low key, when it comes to encryption and decryption and shit like that, that's actually pretty quick for them to decrypt a laptop or decrypt anything. Yeah. So, and to that to that laptop, they found over two. They identified over two hundred children, and a lot of times where these kids will speak up, they'll speak up to their parents, and the parents will just tell them, "Shut up! Don't say anything. Shut up! Don't say anything," because they're there to help them. Uh, The parents were there to help. Well, no, the missionary. The missionary was there to help them. So if the kids were trying yeah. to blame them, the parents were like, "Dude, just shut up, shut up, don't ruin it, shut up." Because the missionaries were helping out the parents. The, well, they were helping out the village. He was over there oh, helping poor yeah. villages. That's so, so fucked yeah, up, that's, dude. That's fuck. But on a lighter note, I want to talk about another website. Right, it's man. called Buttery Bootlegging. What? Buttery Bootlegging. I'm intrigued. Slippery. This site. <laughs> Is run by a professional kleptomaniac named the Dangler, who <laughs> the Dangler, the Dangler, who for a negotiated price will practically steal whatever the fuck you want from a list of stores handpicked by him personally. All you got to do is email him the product you want along with the bitcoins you're willing to pay, and the Dangler will five finger discount that shit. Once he does, a photo or video of the item alongside a card that reads Dangler will be sent your way as proof. He also has a fucking gang of shit that he's willing to sell due to people backing out last minute or just shit that he took for the sake of taking it because it was there and he knew he was able to sell it. Oh, So you could... Then the website's called Buttery Bootlegging. <clears throat> These creative names, man. Well, they have... Obviously, they can't just be like... Shit for sale. Stolen goods <laughs> for sale. Right here. Well, I mean, you'd think so. But then we go yeah. to the, another website. It's called Hitman for Hire. There's oh, more. Fucking <laughs> A. Are you kidding me? For real? That's... Well, it's not a website, but... So this 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 <laughs> part's about website, three, three, three websites. Okay. These three websites are about hitmen yeah. for hire. That's crazy. Carry on, dude. Carry on. So hear. when people think of the dark web and its services, hitmen for hire are usually somewhere at the top of their lists alongside of child pornography and people who are still selling old random shit. So when people think of the dark web, you imagine think of yeah. porn, guns, and hitmen. True. Maybe not in that specific order, but hitmen is usually somewhere at the top. And the deep web is home to numerous murder-for-hire sites. The big three being Unfriendly Solution, Assassination Market, and... wonder what that's about. I'm going to give you guys one try to guess the name of the third... I think I know this. Headshot. Revenge something. No. Well, hold on. Well, you guys guessed it, but let me give you a different... Wait, what? No, I mean, you guys already took a guess, but it's a wrong guess. Oh, I wasn't. I was like, what? We got it? I, was I wasn't like, done. Yeah. I wasn't done giving instructions. What's that? Shoot. The clue is this uh. third website. Uh huh. It's named after something humans cannot pronounce. Bruh. Are you going to redo it? <laughs> redo it. It's called. <laughs> it's called. <laughs> 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 
Correct. Cthulhu. It's called Cthulhu. <laughs> for real? That's the website. That's right. Suck it, Archie, you fucking prick. That's what I was trying to say, bro. Yeah. And there's also another one called The Unfriendly Solution. The Unfriendly Solution. I like that one. That one sounds a little but bit But why the fuck do these websites sound like gamer tags and Halo Call of Duty clan names? They all sound like they could be clan names. Let me guess the creators Low play King. that. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Dude, they're all fucking nerds. <laughs> fucking assholes. Josh? Couldn't you picture something called Unfriendly Solution? 25. Assassination Market. I mean, I, 45. I could picture that coming Unf- from a PC gamer. Unfriendly Solution. Like. That's someone who plays WoW. Anyways. Chewy? Two of these are similar in that they both offer solutions to common problems. So basically, name the target, pay in Bitcoin. Then wait a few weeks for the accident or suicide to happen. That's how most of these sites work. You name the target, you pay in Bitcoin, and then the dude do that wherever you want is off. Each one of these sites offers its own unique benefits because obviously it's an open market, so you get to choose what site am I going to have Archie killed? Oh, what? (laughs) <laughs> it's you again. <laughs> so that's because you're already dead. That's why. Here's, here, here are some of the perks. The site Cthulhu, it provides a refer a friend program. What? Where what? basically a commission bonus of one percent of the total value of referred friends purchase goes to you. So let's say Achi wants someone killed. Well, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna refer Achi to this website to Cthulhu. And then if he goes through with it after he pays, I get 1%. You know, it, goes, it goes to me because I referred Archie. Of what he paid. Of what he paid. Damn. Okay. So that's the referral. Okay. That sounds pretty trash, but, but it's all right. It's trash, but all right. Fuck it. So, I mean, it's I mean, an incentive. Just, it's just for referring someone? Fuck it. Why yeah. not? Why not? Un- while Unfriendly Solution, which they both work the same thing, where it's the name of the target, right? Pay, it has more room for negotiations. No, no, no. no. So I'm. I'm gonna stop you there, bro. You, you you think these websites like are competitors against each other? Yeah. Oh yeah. You think they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they. Okay. Dude, you rate these these places and everything. Yeah. Like I said, unfriendly solution it has, you know, room for negoci for negotiations. Sometimes they even have the half now, half later deal. What? P- pay me half now. I'm gonna take them out, and then and you then pay, pay me the other half later. Damn, bro, that's a lot of trust too. Well, I mean, are you going to try to fucking rip off a hitman? Well, maybe the hitman might rip you off. No, but, but like I said, there's there's reviews. And t- okay, okay, yeah, true, yeah. true, true. You don't want to fuck right. up your, your rating, bro. Yeah. You're right. Get, You're right. Keep it five stars. As a seller. As a seller. Fuck. Meanwhile, Assassination's Market, that's a whole different fucking machine. It has a nickname, and it's called Kickstarter for Murder. So basically, it gives you kind of a good idea of how this site operates. So the way it works is potential victims are added to a public list of targets. Users bid bitcoins on when they believe a chosen target will die. Most accurate bidder takes home the pot at the time of the target's death. So think of Deadpool. Remember yeah. in the first movie they had a in Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. That's basically how the shit goes. Really? So with the assassinations market, you don't really hire a hitman. 
you more or less create a hitman. Uh. So you can speed up the death process. So let's say you're like, I want Archie to die September 4th. Someone bids Josh to die September 4th. But I want, so I'm like, fuck, I want Archie to die September 4th. My brother thinks you're going to die September 5th. I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in five Bitcoins for you to die on the fourth. My brother's like, no, 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 fuck you. I'm going to put 10 so you could die on the fifth. So people bid money and Hitman are like, all right, fuck it. Well, this is the highest bidder. Fuck it. I guess Achi's going to get killed on the fifth because he's, they're offering 10. So that's how assassinations <laughs> market works. You're dead. Watch Unfriended the Dark Web. You'll, you'll see the comparison with what Moses is talking about. Yeah? Yeah. But rumor has it that assassinations market what's fake has only five has only a five target list and right now currently it only has five when you go to the assassination market yeah there's five current targets and they're all living celebrities oh shit with justin bieber being one of them number one well he's just one of them oh shit some people think that assassinations market is basically just an online gag where people just fool around. Yeah. yeah. But other people are saying, like, no, I've used it, and it's worked. That's... That's scary as that's shit, dude. That's some fucked up shit, bro. I, re- I, I think like I read it. somewhere in, in this... T- yeah, in, in my source, and What is the Dark Web by Evan J. Rogers, that he said that it's kind of hard to track ass- assass- like assassinations for that same reason, because you don't know if... There's a lot of sources that don't really correlate because they either they're done very very well or they're not done at all uh-huh. because like how Moses mentioned they're trying to conceal it and not make it as obvious that it's some that it's an assassination that's more like oh uh, oops or uh, oh crossfire yeah, or some shit suicide, yeah. some shit like that so yeah. they they don't know if that was legitly made or that really just happened by accident and the thing you have to go by is the customer's word of mouth. Exactly. Because he's the one who put a hit. So he knows the person personally. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So let's say I want you killed. Achi's my hitman. I hire Achi to kill you. Achi does. But he kills you in a way that it looks like an accident. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I go online, this site works. Trust me, I know. How is anyone going to prove that I hired Achi? If I, if I have proof, then it goes back to me. So it's kind of a trust thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of be like honor amongst thieves, which is uh, doesn't necessarily work. You already heard a lot of fucked up shit. And so you're probably all thinking, take the shit down. Take down the dark web. There's a lot of fucking fucked up shit happening around. <sighs> but the thing is, the dark web is really hard to find. It's the reason why it's called the dark web, guys. It's so difficult that, in fact, the FBI has even trouble finding it most of the time. There's been some cases, and Josh is going to talk about one. But for the most part, there's so much shit on the Internet. To try to track and bring everything down is near impossible. You know, there's a lot of shit that goes down that can really put the creator or its users in some serious jail time with criminal charges included. With that being said, it's why it's so hard to find and, you know, it's so protected and will forever remain anonymous as much as possible. So much that they usually have the best software protection compared to anything else that you would ever see on the surface web. Keep this in mind. 
Due to the many endless layers of protection, taking it down, let a, you know, yet alone, even finding the site and linking it to its owner actually takes a lot of time and money just to do that. And I mentioned earlier that the fact that they're able to decrypt the laptop for two months, that's actually pretty fast. And again, Josh will talk to you more about um, his site, which is a Silk Road, as one of the most notorious cases of online black marketplace for illegal trading and criminal activity that ran and detected for you know several years until it was shut down. Here's the thing. Even though that was shut down, there's been many kind of copycats that happen more so after. It's much easier for these dark, you know, website owners to make new sites than it is for authorities to even find them to begin with. Now, keep that in mind again. That's only one site. There's no telling how many more of these actually exist. And there's also different types of markets out there that, you know, there's pretty much hundreds of these happening around. If it's not for the anonymity, it would be so much easier to find these site owners, but the point of the dark web is not to be found. Especially due to the onion routing technology being used, there's no limit as to what can be done there. Side note, this technology was actually intended only for government agents, only, just to paint a picture for you. But once it was released to the, the, the public, dark web users took advantage of it and more of them use it to expand on their business. A lot of people voted in a study that they believe that the government could shut it down, but what's not understood is that you could hardly find the dark web, as I mentioned many, many times before, so how can it be shut down? Plain and simple, it can't. It doesn't work that way. Shutting them down would mean shutting down more than just a dark web, such as having to shut down every single site and relay in existence. Fuck. If we were to do such thing, we'd be, have, we'd be shutting down secret nodes worldwide. It's almost impossible to shut down a site that we pretty much kind of know of. Have you guys heard of Pirate Bay? Hell yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. It's, it's hard to even shut that down. And, you know, just know that this is something that you find on the surface web. Not yeah. the deep web. That's Not true. the dark web, and even this little thing is hard. Trying to close something you can't see, you can't find. Exactly. Yeah. Tor alone has, you know, over seven thousand secret nodes or secret codes that other networks, such as you know, I2P or Freenet, which are basically other Tor sites, these networks seem to function very similar to one another, and shutting them all would take an astronomical number of nodes to be taken down worldwide. In order to do this, it requires so many resources as well as time. It's just impossible, to be honest. So with that being said, we should expect the dark web to be around for longer than we like. So it's going to be as long as the Internet's here. For if you want the Internet, dark yeah. web is part of it. The deep web is part of it. You think if they shut down the 0.3%, I mean... Hypothetically speaking, obviously it's going to be so much chaos. Now yeah. they're very dependent on the internet itself. Right. But you think if they shut that down, right? How we can't access the internet anymore, right? There's, there's like a way to find, find or, 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 or somehow shut down the deep web in the sense of like if you average, sh- like if, if you, you see sh- someone on a laptop online, you, you're like, I mean, there has to be. If you shut down the internet, 
shutting down the dark web is going to be the least of your problems. It's going to be chaos all yeah. over the world. Yeah, true. I mean, that's why I said like it's taking it, us I mean, back to like chaos. we're going to go back to the Stone Age, pre nineteen fifties, because nineteen fifties when they started developing the internet, yeah. and but it's it, really when the nineteen nineties when it started hitting and then people started like using. A, yeah, yeah, but like think back to that time oh. when communication was like it, it went from point five point something milliseconds to days weeks months even imagine trying to get online like we used so, to do through the fucking phone line get off the fucking internet i need to get to make a fucking call <laughs> for real so Chat I rooms. Mean, i'm assuming this is like to put it in picture like a seat and that C just grows, and yeah. there's no one pinpoint of whose control. It's just, it's there. It's there. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And like, if you want to, if you want to take down the web, you gotta take it down from the roots. That's gonna bring you which is down. impossible, yeah. essentially. Uh huh. In history, the Silk Road was known as a network of trade routes connecting Asia with Europe and the Middle East. It was central to cultural interactions. Silk was a major trade item exported from China, hence the name of the road, but many other goods were also traded, such as, such as different religions, philosophies, and technology. The Silk Road was named a World Heritage Site on June 2014 by UNESCO, short for United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. In February 2011, a new network of trade was launched and changed the world forever. This new network of trade was also named Silk Road, and was named after the historical network of trade that I just mentioned. The difference is that this modern Silk Road was accessed through only via internet, allowing people to buy illegal goods without making contact with anyone in person. In fact, this website, the Silk Road, was accessed only through the dark web and is completely anonymous for the buyers and sellers. Another aspect that made this anonymous is its currency. Bitcoin became the major and only currency to be used during these illegal transactions. Now, instead of having silk as a major good to export, the Silk Road was best known for having a platform for selling illegal drugs. Thousands of drugs were listed on this site. Ranging from stimulants, prescriptions, psychedelics, steroids, and ecstasy, and many more. It also sold other goods that were actually legal. So you could buy clothes, jewelry, art, and other stuff that's legal. Imagine imagine (laughs) trying to sell your fucking clothes on the dark web. What the fuck are you trying to... Maybe Gucci that's Gucci or some Nikes that... Or not found anymore. Hey, I don't know. Big hey, price. There's a lot of shoe collectors. Hey, those Baby. Nikes from that cult that 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 Nike no longer sells. Oh, that. Could, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, now you understand right. that shit, huh? Low right. want those shoes. All right. It was seen as the world's first Amazon for illegal drugs. Shit. It even allowed buyers to leave actual reviews of the seller's product. Now imagine that you buy some cocaine and it's it's marketing is now involved. You're Just like, dang, yeah, five out of five, pure coke. You know, it's 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 crazy. It's a trust. It's a system yeah. of trust. Exactly. And and from the images I've seen of of, of, of this website, it, it generally looks like a professional and 
like as we see as Amazon, you look and you can see what you want and low key it reminds me of like eBay in its infancy. Imagine getting a Yelp review because you have shitty weed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then um well I mean I'll just mention this now. Um the source that, that I got was this video on the Silk Road. It's a documentary, it's two hours and forty five minutes long. Mm. And uh and all the images that all the sellers will be professional. You know, it was taken professionally by actual photographers and they'll set up the lights and everything because that's your product that you're selling. Exactly. And they don't want to sell some bullshit-ass drugs, you know, the picture from your smartphone or something like that. Yeah. So, so it's like those advertisers that they have for burgers. You look at it and you're like, mm, this is good. And then you get it you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Check this out. The products were also sent and delivered through mail. So anyone around the world could buy drugs and have it delivered to the comfort of their house in just a couple of clicks. Silk Road had over 20,000 new users every month. Picture that. Every month, 20,000 users are buying drugs. Going back back to that whole shipping thing, how does that even fucking work? So, so for example, so if it's... uh, um, what's the drug that looks like a stamp? The LSD, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, LSD, so right? so in that document, it shows you how to deliver some of these drugs. And for those, so you'll file, like, you'll send a lot of paperwork, whether it's, like, medical thing or some, something else, right, right. and you'll hide it in between thick layers of those pages. So when right. they're searching, whatever, they're like, oh, it's, it's a lot of paperwork, so they yeah. just skip it. Yeah. So that's one way of, of, of delivering LSD. So they actually through actual mail, like whoa. yeah, which is crazy. How do they have their like their own service so that way they don't have to worry about that shit? But whoa, that's yeah. Crazy. And in the documentary, uh, it um, the FBI in there it states that it was weird because at a point these dogs will just sniff out a couple of drugs, and then next shipment it was more and just hundreds and hundreds of shit they'll find through the actual pulse mail. So it's crazy how these guys deliver and 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 in the documentary um, one of the actual sellers that made a large profit in um, Silk Road says that, yeah, like he'll, he'll tell people, well, all right, how, this is how you deliver this drug through the post mail and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, with other different types of drugs. Like they mean, they will actually use uh, the chocolate um, dove, the chocolate dove one, yeah. and they'll, they'll have the, I guess, to seal the wrap as if it was never open. So they'll like sprint some type of drug on it and it's crazy. So I recommend you watch that. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called um, Silk Road. It's called the Dark Cat, not Net. I guess for the Dark Cat. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. So yeah. It's, so it's called so it's called Online Black Cat Silk Road documentary 2017. We're gonna post a link of it on our show notes in case you guys want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's good. Gotcha. It's crazy. It but imagine, imagine, you get a bunch of let's see how he. It's a good-ass month for you. You're a seller. You're selling hundreds, hun- hundreds of customers coming at you that you're going to sell this month. You ship them all at once. Your fucking shipment gets raided by the cops. So these hundred people, no one gets to shit, and then they leave bad reviews on you? You, you went from a five-star to a two-star just because of the fucking dogs were on it. It's been 10 months. I haven't got my shit yet. Uh, fuck. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can make a new account, too. True. So. True different alias i guess 
But yeah, that would suck fucking major dick, dude. <laughs> That's why Bitcoin's a thing, bro. So by 2013, Silk Road have been making sales up to 1.3 million per week. Holy per shit. week. And in October that year, the Federal Bureau of Investigation finally shuts down the website and arrested the mastermind behind this network of trades. For two years, the world had access to any drug they can dream of. And it was all thanks to Ross Ulbricht, a man that was known in the dark neck as Dread Pirate Roberts, short DPR. Now, who is this Ross Ulbricht? And what was his motivation behind this creation? Ulbricht was born on March 27, 1984 in Austin, Texas. Now, for being a drug trafficker, he lived a very normal life compared to other drug lords that we will imagine. He graduated high school, attended the University of Texas on a full right scholarship, and got his degree in physics. He then attended Pennsylvania State University, where he got his master's in material science and engineering. Heck, he was even a Boy Scout at one point as a kid. Obrick was a libertarian and believed in a libertarian economic theory. Skepticism of authority and state of power that he really believed in. He wanted a monumental shift in the power structure of the world, and he wanted to return the power to the individual. Now, I'm going to pause there. Uh, in the documentary, uh, he states that everyone had has the right to do whatever they want to their body. Right. Right. I kind of agree with that. But I watched another video, also 60 Minute, where they interview families that lost their children underage off of these drugs. Here's oh, one example. Shit. Here's one example. So long story short, this father lost his kid. He was, uh, he was a football athlete, the varsity. Their team wanted to go celebrate at his hotel, whatever. Cool. He allowed it, dropped them off. He went off with his family. Came back on that same road, and he saw the police, the ambulance, and all that. And immediately he knew something horrible happened to his son. Somehow he said, and when he got off, his former, his son's uh, friends gave him that cold stare, and then he knew his son was, was dead. Dead. So the story was that his son took some type of. LSD or something that gave him um, hallucination, and and they said he 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 fell off from I think the fourth or fifth floor, right? But there's more to it. Witnesses state that he didn't just tip over. He ran and jumped out from the fourth or fifth floor. Do you know what year this happened? Uh, I forgot the year. I feel like I heard that story. Yeah. So they're saying that that gave him feeling of him being able to fly oh which, yeah which, i heard this fucking story which is crazy and then they were like how how, how do you get this drug who's the dealer and the friend was like well he got it from this website called the silk road and there was other cases that parents lost their children off of that so i think in that perspective yeah, i think it's it's bad i mean do what you want to yourself but right. when kids under age are getting access to these drugs and essentially committing suicide in the sense it's 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 a big 
That's a big tragedy. Fucked up. The Silk Road then became the front of his libertarian freedom. It it was no longer a quiet marketplace for drugs. His arrest took place in San Francisco on the 2nd of October 2013 at 3.15 p.m. in Glen Park Library. Ross Ulbricht was convicted as a kingpin of a criminal enterprise, computer hacking, money laundering, and conspiracy to traffic narcotics. He was sentenced to double life imprisonment plus 40 years and without any chance of parole. The connection between Ross and Obrick and the DPR was made by an R by an IR, IRS agent working with the D with the DEA. Now, now this this is a I find this funny. He linked the alias Altoid that was used during the Silk Road early days before the launch. A forum was posted by Obrick under. Altoid and asked for help in programming uh, this website that he was creating and gave and posted his personal email which contained his real name. What a stupid motherfucker. Yep. I was telling so Josh earlier years, oh. I was telling Josh earlier that probably in his head he's just like Oh, this would be a really cool idea. We did it, blah, 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 this and that. But never really thought about the repercussions just of what would happen. Just snowballed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just... I just gave you guys a surface. There's more details. You have... I mean, there's, of course, more people involved, right? Because it, it, yeah. it was a pretty big fucking enterprise. It, yeah. It's basically called yeah. the, Am- the Amazon for drugs. Yeah. yeah. But I highly recommend... There's a lot more details that I didn't go into because I want you all to watch this this video... And it, it's crazy. And, and it's funny how he got caught because for two years, the FBI, the DEA, and RS couldn't find him. And the way Gary, the, the, the IRS agent, found him was through the surface of the internet, Google. He traced back, right? He, 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 he limited the search before February 2011. And there he found the forum of someone looking to create a Bitcoin And it was caught thing. in the library, and, too. And, yeah, and it was under that same alias that he gave, Altoid, which tracked back to being the DPR. Came to the end of that. And the Silk Road is still years. running. Huh? Yeah, it's it's currently yeah. running. It's yeah. called, the, what, Silk Road 3.0? 3.1. Mm-hmm. Oh, 3.1. Yeah. So, man... The dark web has some really, really beefy stuff. Despite all the crazy shit that we talked about in this podcast so far, believe it or not, not everyone in the dark web is out to get illegal drugs, guns, or to steal someone's identity. Uncle Ben said it best. With great power comes great responsibility. Fuck you for saying that. Just quoted that shit, bro. Fuck you. Hold on, hold on. This can't be more true with the case of the dark net. And I'm saying the dark net to combine both the deep web and the dark web. Its number one purpose, in fact, was really just privacy. Now, how people you know, go about with their private business is up to their own discretion of the, of the user and the creator. Sure, there are some overly fucked up websites that go beyond morale. But 
Most people are simply there trying to keep their information private from the eyes of peeping Toms. Even Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, is even afraid about his privacy. There are some pictures online uh, of him with his MacBook, and you can clearly see in his laptop's webcam and microphone that both of them are taped up. Many, many cases, whether he's in the court, whether he was in the office, that same laptop is taped up in both the webcam and the microphone. So that way, if any people from the deep web or dark web try to track him down, at least that's covered. Exactly. You can't hear or see anything wrong. Okay. So if the CEO of fucking Facebook is scared shitless of his privacy, you know, there's anything that I got from the author of my main source, which was Evan J. Rogers. We'll leave this this book in the show notes. It's, just, it's a very simple, simple book, but it really does give you the overview of it breaks it down kind of kind of dope in a yeah, really sh- it's a exactly. thin book. It's a thin book. Dude, this is only what it looks like. It's only like 30 forty pages. Yeah, like thirty 37 pages. pages. Thirty seven pages. Thirty seven. It's so simple, but it breaks it down for you to just the bare bones of what the dark web <laughs> the is. The dark web for dummies. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. So, you know. What I got out from him is that privacy on the internet is hardly taken into account. And we feel that just because we don't physically share out information with people doesn't mean that some ill-intentioned hacker won't find a way to track you down. And, you know, at least to finish my segment of the episode, I'm going to read off the conclusion that was written by Evan J. Rogers in his book, What is the Dark Web? And he states as follows. To conclude the dark web, the dark web may appear to be a thick forest populated by criminals. However, when we observe it in detail, everyone could come to realize that although illegal business is operating here, the way it is done could be used for legitimate business as well. In fact, the dark web may as well be the future of the internet, a place where everyone is able to browse without the fear of having his or her identity revealed. It offers a freedom that many people want. However, we should not forget that anything that can be used for an ulterior motive. Dark web is a prime example. Unfortunately, anonymity itself is a blessing and a curse. A government agent working undercover, an innocent civilian concerned about his privacy, and the terrorists can all benefit from online anonymity. It is either everyone or no one. And that is the unfortunate truth. It is up to us to decide what we learn from this, how we are going to move forward in the era, and what type of world we want to leave behind. Full of fucking drugs, yeah. So that is episode 30, The Dark Web. We made it to fucking episode 30. That's nuts. That's nuts. I like it. I like it. I like so that's how yeah. this is literally as far as my last podcast went. Really, thirty episodes. Thirty episodes. 30 episodes? And we had like yeah. not even a thousand downloads. Damn. Yeah. But earlier I was mentioning about the other guy that was arrested. Yeah. If you guys want to read up on him, his name is Richard Huckle. There's a lot of things on him. I'm gonna post a link. Just some articles. Just the disgusting piece of shit. That's the one. That, that's the missionary. That's the missionary. Guy. missionary. Yeah. yeah, that's the missionary yeah. guy. And like again, as always, you guys can add us on Instagram at Weird History Eerie Tales Pod. We post pictures videos we posted trailer for this episode and we're gonna keep going that 
doing that moving forward, please, if you guys can, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, that really yeah. helps out. That really helps a small show out like us get moving up in the rankings so more people can listen to us. And then I noticed that when we when you posted up that that uh like kind of sneak peek video thing, a lot of people started commenting back and started liking the stuff that Yeah, that people we're are doing. like, Oh, when's the episode gonna come out? Yeah. Just, if you yeah. guys like more of that stuff, let us let you know, let us know. We'll do more of that stuff for you guys. Cause I actually thought that was really, really cool. Big ups to Moses on that one. And you guys can join us next episode as we do another roundtable episode to see how much these assholes know about all things Fuck. weird and eerie. And if you guys don't have anything else to add, as always, we are the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. Bye. Bye.